The wick has been lit. The candle is burning. The Brunson is burning. The Brunson burner, baby. JP, let's go. I'm Luka Doncic, and this is Lockdown Mavericks Podcast. Hey, hey, Mavericks are NBA champions. Great vibes, no sensational vibes, and like the vibes are immaculate. And welcome, you are locked on to the Dallas Mavericks. My name is Nick Angstead, media member and coordinator for the Locked On Podcast Network. And joining me, as always, my co-host, contributor at Mavs.com. The candlestick lighter, the one more thinking. What you got for me, Isaac Harris? The Dallas Mavericks, five and three third in the Western Conference right now, tied for third. Home court advantage in the playoffs right now if the, if the season ended after, after eight games. But the story of the night, Jalen Brunson, let's go. What a heck of a night. Has to be. The candle will stay lit. I will stay in the dark. The candle will stay lit because Jalen Brunson, the Brunson burner, kept the Mavericks alive. 109 to 108 win in San Antonio on the second night of a back-to-back over the Spurs. And honestly, it was just Jalen Brunson that kept this Mavericks team alive. So we'll break that all down. We'll talk about it. This episode of Locked On Mavs is brought to you by McDonald's, proudly serving community since 1965. McDonald's has always been more than just a place to get tasty, affordable food. It's an unofficial community center. A big thank you to our friends at McDonald's for always being there. I'm loving it. I'm loving it. But a lot of people weren't loving this Mavericks game, Isaac. A lot of people were annoyed with the Mavericks. They were talking about how they were boring. They were talking about how this team is just not fun to watch. And I have to admit, at times during this game, I was yawning. I was dozing off. Wait, is it a lot of people or just Mavs Twitter? I I mean Mavs Twitter would like te, if okay, ten if okay. you see tweets from ten people is that is that enough of a sample size for you? There's a decent amount of people that were saying that, and then all those tweets get likes, and so do we count all those? And like how how do we sample this? Like how do we get a good sample size? But times in this game, the Mavs look sluggish. They they really did, and they had a ton of turnovers where they finished with nineteen turnovers in this game, and they just did not look themselves. Nobody was shooting well from three again, eight of 34 from three in this game for the Mavericks, but it was Jalen Brunson. He did not hide under a bushel. He did not hide his light under a bushel. He stepped out fourth quarter, huge stuff from Jalen Brunson in this game. You set a line in that. And I think it's really, um, I think it's something that we have to be mindful too of. I love when you quote me back to me. I appreciate that. (laughs) It's when you said, uh, (laughs) they weren't themselves. And I think we don't know who they are yet because, and I think that's why it's not, it's not, it hasn't been fun. Like I I understand it. It, It's been so weird because we've seen the offense two years ago and it was one of the best in league history by the numbers. And now it's so clunky. It, It looks so weird. They're sluggish. You know, it reminded me a lot of the Denver game. I mean, that Denver game was just ugly second night of back to back in Denver. And, but it's like, this is it's still beyond like the Denver game and even this game. And I mean, they obviously pulled out this game and won this game. It's beyond the second night of a back to back stuff. It's beyond the tired legs. It's beyond, you know, beyond all of that. They're just still not on the same page. And so I get how it's not fun. Like I've definitely had more fun watching mass teams uh, that clicked better. Maybe that clicked and they were like, we're actually fitting together, but maybe not even like winning games. This, this is why it's so weird. I think for so many fans that 
they're five and three. And I mean, everything I said at the beginning is true, but it's such a weird five and three because it feels like they haven't been on the same page hardly at all. And so it's, it's such a weird is the one word I think that continues to describe this season. Yes. The Mavericks won this game with an offensive rating of 105.8. That's like, that would be the worst offense in the league last year. Right. And the Mavericks have had this offense the last couple of years. It's been 116 points per hundred possessions. That is, you know, an incredible mark. We've been used to these teams just play incredible offense that are, that are well run by Carlisle and know what they are. And everybody knows their role and all that kind of stuff. Uh, and so we've been we've been used to these teams, especially with Luca. We've been used to these teams that just play really efficient offense that get it going. But with this, you can blame it on missed shots. You can blame it on you know some scheduling stuff. A second night of a back to back, but they are finding ways to win some of these games, which is important. And I, I think we should bring it back to Brunson and bring it back to how instrumental he was. The candle is still burning. The Brunson the, the Brunson burner is still going for Brunson. That's say, why I have it still up. People on the pod that still listen to the pod instead of YouTube, they have no clue about the cold open, what we, <laughs> what we were doing. And uh, right now, Nick still has a flame. This reminds me of Hocus Pocus vibes. You know how much of a Hocus That's, Pocus fan I am. Um, but anyway, tonight's all about JB. And I think just... you. Let's have a bigger conversation real quick about JB. And, and we'll talk about the game in a second. We have talked so much about him what his role is. Is he just a backup point guard? Is he a six man? Is he a secondary creator playmaker? What's his ceiling? I mean, these are all conversations we've had over the past like yesterday. month or so. <laughs> well, <laughs> we had even, them all yesterday, <laughs> but even, but even the ceiling conversation, I mean, we talked about Andre Miller, Goran Dragic, Kyle Lowry, throwing out names like that. It's like, can't, what will JB be in the league? You factor that into the contract situation going into the season and they they ran up to that deadline in October. They didn't extend him. They didn't let me rephrase. They didn't come to an agreement on an extension because yep. once again, we have to throw this out there. Guys, when deals don't happen, it's not just because of the team. So, like if if D- Dallas could have very well been sitting there saying, We'll give you the full max that we can offer you, and JB and his agency could have just turned that down and said, Hey, no, we'll just hit unrestricted free agency because we're a, you know, a second round pick. They they have different roles in first round picks, and then we can get more money than what you can offer. So it it I'm not saying that's exactly what happened, but it's not just a well, why didn't Dallas pay him? And it's like, okay, well, that might not have been the case. So now we are in this spot. This season can play out. JB can hit unrestricted free agency next summer, and there's really nothing Dallas can do about it. They could have only they could only have paid him four years, fifty five million. That's it. So he was he's going to get more than that, uh, and and rightfully so. He's been playing great, and so he played great in this game. Thirty one points, ten boards. Three assists, two steals, plus 13. Him and Tim Hardaway were the only starters that were had a positive in the plus minus. So the minutes that he played were, were all positive, basically, or mostly positive. Nine of 17 from the floor. And the big thing was the fourth quarter. The big thing was what everybody was asking, Luca and Brunson and and and, uh, and Jason Kidd and even Boban after the game, the big things that they were asking, what did it mean for Jalen Brunson to – have the ball in the fourth quarter multiple, multiple times in a row. When Luca was on the floor, what did it mean for Luca to give up those opportunities? Jalen Brunson, I thought, said it best. He said, it's a credit to Luca. He calls, if he calls for the ball, you're probably going to give it to him. He has that kind of respect. Luca could have called for the ball on any yeah. of those plays, but he let Jalen Brunson cook because he was getting it going. He had the, you know, the, the legs to get him going. Luca would just seemed off in this game. He was 10 of 25, 3 of 12 from 3 in this game. 
and he just didn't seem to have it going that the Spurs were doubling him, all kinds of stuff. But Brunson could get away with a little bit more. They were trying to get mismatches for Brunson. We'll talk all about that. But uh, Brunson had it going. He went five of five from the field in the fourth quarter and just took him to the finish line. And that was uh, an incredible, incredible display from Brunson. And we have to give Luca credit for for trusting in his teammate. Tim Cato tweeted uh, at the end of the game or right after the game, he said, this is the most Luca has trusted a single teammate since Eurobasket 2017. And obviously alluding... It's probably true. <laughs> yeah, obviously alluding to Dragic in that run, you know, I joked and I said, hey, you're disrespecting Salah. But, you know... <laughs> he, Luca does trust Boban every time he chucks those those passes or like lobs them into Boban. He trusts that he's going to catch those, but... <laughs> but but I, I think it is something to see Luca. I went back... I watched every Jalen Brunson possession in the fourth quarter and just watched. I just specifically watched, you know, Luca setting off to the side. I'm like, is he pouting some? How's he reacting? What's the body language? Is he, and I mean, every time he's cheering on JB, JB score. I mean, there's a few times he's like waiting for the ball, see if it'll come to him. The possessions in which J, you know, JB isolated out, took it to the lane, and Luca's standing in the corner. Luca's on a wing. We're not used to that. And that's a cool thing. Like, it's okay. Like, to see Jalen Brunson out there relieve Luca. Majority of these games, we want the ball in Luca's hands, right? Like, playoff time, I want the ball in Luca's hands to end these games. Like, that, that's, we're not talking about any of the, anything with that. But it doesn't have to be Luca every game, every single time. And to see somebody like Brunson that he trusts out there kind of relieve him from that and let Luca rest, uh, you know, a p- few possessions, that it was so cool to see. Brunson is stepping up into that role, that secondary creator type role that we've wanted him to have and wanted we that we've wanted the Mavericks to have, that we've wanted somebody to step up into this role. He's making us eat our words. I was like, I don't think he can become that guy. Now we haven't seen it consistently from. I was gonna say we we have to we have we, to see this for a while. We have to see this for a little while, maybe like a month at least or so. We've seen it two games now, but two games where he's played incredibly well when he's when he's been in the starting lineup against, um, you know, two teams that are not necessarily the best in the NBA. So we have to see it for a little bit longer before we make some overarching claims that all right they found their guy. But coming up, let's get into how Brunson was successful. Why did he have such a good game in this one? Why was Brunson good? We'll talk about that coming up. But before we do. Over candlelight, let me tell you about rockauto.com. This episode is brought to you by rockauto.com. They are a car, uh, their family business serving do-it-yourselfers for over 20 years. You can save time and money when using Rock Auto. With the ever-increasing number of makes and models of cars, it's impossible to stock everything that you need in one of those local chain auto parts stores. You have to get specific stuff for your car. You have to... Uh, you know, the more cars that they make, the more stuff that's just specific to that car, they can't handle everything. RockAuto.com can. They can handle anything you need. Go explore their easy-to-use website today to find the solution for your auto part needs. Go to RockAuto.com right now. See all the parts available for your car or truck. Right, locked on in there. How did you hear about us, Box? They know that we sent you amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. RockAuto.com. Also, want to tell you about BetOnline.ag. It's the fastest and easiest way. To put down some money on sports, you can do that right now. You can put down some money on the NBA. If you're looking for some games to put some money down, tonight, Heat-Celtics, an interesting game. We just saw the Heat, like, destroy the Mavericks. Seven and a half point favorite, the Heat are at home against the Celtics. That may not be enough points Mm. right there. Seven and a half points. The Celtics have not been playing well. They got that whole Marcus Smart thing. Miami Heat have been playing incredibly well. They have a great defense. They're playing at home. I don't know. I think I might take. I might eat the seven and a half points there for the Miami Heat. Uh, as much as it hurts me to bet on the Heat, but 
If you want to bet on that game or any other games, they have the Christmas Day games up as well. Go check out betonline.ag. Use the promo code LOCKEDON. Get a 50% welcome bonus to first deposit. BetOnline, your online sportsbook experts. All right, Isaac Harris, let's get into this game. So we, we've talked a lot about Brunson and his role, but how was he affected? Brunson was letting the – it seemed like he was letting the game kind of come to him. He does the, He does these great moves where he just drives into the post, does a little spin stuff. And he can just stop on a dime, turn around, and hit his little fadeaway shot. He can do that shot. Th- this is one of the reasons why he reminds you of Andre Miller, right? Is that he can do that shot forever. Like Brunson can Brunson can hit that shot for the next like 15 years, 10 years. Uh, he was getting those going. But the big thing I thought that, that stood out was something we haven't seen a lot this year is they were hunting Doug McDermott on those switches. They were yeah. they were sending whoever's man, I think it was Dorian a lot of the time. They're sending that man to go screen Brunson's man, which is Derek White a lot. And then Doug McDermott would switch on him. They did that three times in a row, I believe in the fourth quarter or the third quarter. Um, and it just, it worked like almost every time. Uh, yeah. End of the, end of the fourth quarter, three minutes left Brunson and, and Dorian keep running pick and roll to get, you know, Doug McDermott switched onto him. And then, uh, Brunson just scored over and over again. That was a lot of his shots in the fourth quarter. I thought that was that was huge. That was a, an adjustment. And Brunson mentioned after the game that he that that was something that the coaching staff and he all kind of agreed to, and they were just looking for the best shot possible. He just I I know I said this the other day, but he looks different this year as far as just his body wise and how he's moving. He looks so healthy. He looks more energetic. He looks like he's faster. Like he's always been able to score like at every level that he's been in basketball. I mean, we've seen what he did at Villanova and winning the titles and all of that. Like we know all of that, but, and even in the NBA, like he could always like get a shot here and there, but it, it feels like this year specifically, he, he has a different level to his ISO game that we just haven't seen yet. Some of those dribble moves, some of the footwork on the dribble moves, like that was nerding out about some of that stuff tonight of like, that there was a possession against McDermott there that in which Luca was in the corner. Some of the stuff he was doing with his footwork and those moves was just, it was fascinating to me. And that's where I think he's gotten better. He's gotten quicker. And yeah, I mean, he was getting to the rim, you know, tonight, even on against guys that weren't, you know, on the switch with Doug McDermott and hitting the shots. I mean, that, that, that shot in the fourth there, when, you know, Luca shoots the, the late three, probably a little force three Dwight. Should he have come, driven? Should Luca have driven there? Oh my gosh. <laughs> throwback to like two years ago (laughs) Uh, (laughs) Dwight comes down with a monster rebound great game for Dwight tonight stop the people on the people listening on the podcast can't see your facial expression oh hey um I might have been stretching it just a little bit Um, (laughs) Dwight Dwight comes down with a great rebound and highlight of the night for for Dwight it was a clutch play and gets it to JB JB's like that fadeaway shot in which he turns around and he's like, they can't stop me. He says something like they can't stop me. Uh, Somebody tweeted that out and it was like, he was wording it like, Hey, this is, and I'm like, let's go give me confident JB all day. I'm, I'm here for that. Especially from, you know, the, the contrast from when we saw him at media day, when we were talking to him about after that Clippers series, after last season in the playoffs, where he was like, we have to be better. I have to be better. That just that line is just going to stick in my mind all season, especially anytime Brunson has yeah. a really good game when he was like, I just have to be better because he got played off the floor in that Clipper series last season. He did. He couldn't stay on the floor, couldn't play. And now he, he's really taking that to heart. We were wondering if he was going to have like this bounce back season where he just really goes after it. And he is. Well, he meant he mentioned after the game, he's locked in for 48 minutes a game. We've seen that so far. And I mean, not to take away anything from it a lot, but 
they didn't have a great, you know, scoring point guard on the other side. They didn't have a, a great scoring guard on the other side that they're not playing. You know, they weren't playing a Damian Lillard, something like that tonight yeah. to where that was been, good. Vassell was good, but they're, they're not Lillard. Obviously. Oh, Vassell, man, Vassell can ball. And, but like what happens when they go against a team, like the biggest thing with the Clippers thing is, you know, we can talk about him in offense. They put Batum on him to kind of shut him down a little bit, but then he struggled, you know, defensively, like who's, who's Brunson going to guard and all this right. stuff. What happens when, you know, they run into some of these, you know, these teams that have really good, you know, backcourt, then he's having to defend one of them. Can he, that's the next level of Brunson's game. Can he defend it? Can he be an average to above average defender to where he's not getting, getting hunted, you know, on, on the other end of the ball. But, but I mean, we're in agreement probably that like Brunson has to start from here on out, right? Like there's no going back at this point. Yeah, if we're going to overreact about anything, I think it should be that. Nobody else is playing at the level of, oh, they should start ahead of Brunson. Like, no one else is. I mean, Dorian can't hit the broadside of a barn. Bullock is is out with a facial injury. I, yeah, I don't, I don't know, what, know what, the, he, what happened. He hit, he hit Eubanks' shoulder, and then he went out. We saw Casey Smith in the replay. Like It was like he was brushing tears from his eyes, but he was just checking his cheeks. And then after he checked it like with his thumbs, it was really weird. But he was checking his face, and then he was like, yeah, go back to the locker room. And he never came back in. It was just the weirdest thing. Like, did he fracture like something in his face? That's kind of what it seemed like. Interesting. No, but no, yeah. But nobody uh, else has, has risen to the level of starter on this team. And honestly, like, no. it's like the only starter level players right now the Mavericks seem to have is like Luka, Brunson, Hardaway Dwight. at times, and Maxi. Yeah, I mean, I mean, yeah, we we have to credit Hardaway tonight too. I feel like he was kind of like overshadowed by Brunson, rightfully so. But you know, Tim had twenty three points. He was a plus eighteen in this game, three of nine from from three, um, six rebounds, three assists. Like I thought, Tim had a pretty solid night. So it just goes back to defense, and you know, we'll see. They they play a weird Boston team come you know over the weekend, and yeah, we'll see how, how that plays out. But if Tatum, Brown, those guys are on it, you know. Is Marcus Smart gonna you know guard Brunson in that game? Is he you know that that will be kind of fun. That'll be a fun test for JB. But moving forward, like JB has to start. I mean, I don't feel like I feel like there's no other way around that. There isn't. There's no other way around it. It's the it's the way that it has to be. He was great in this game. You mentioned Tim Hardaway. He also had a a pretty good game. There's times when he was care when he was carrying them. There's the Mavericks had to get carried in this game a couple times. It was, it was not like a team win, right? It wasn't yeah. a team win where just a bunch of guys were playing well. They were playing well together. They were synchronized. It wasn't that at all. It was Brunson carried them. Luca carried them for a little bit. Tim Hardaway in the third quarter carried them. Boban in his two stints. We'll talk about him in the third segment, but he carried them. And then, you know, Brunson took them home. So that was that was really how it went for them. Um, Frank Nelkina. Struggling a little doing bit. Doing too much. The, doing too much. Like we went from Frank Nilakina as a nice surprise to like now they're like seem like they're asking him to do too much or he's that, I mean it's what we said on yesterday's pod. We, it we, is. That's that's it's what I'm scared about that the honeymoon phase of Frank Nilakina will go away because Yeah, is it over already? <laughs> <laughs> no, but it's like what they're asking of him is to be another creator and be it like a third, you know, ball handler out there besides Luca and JB. And I just don't think that that is his specialty and it's like can we just have him defending can he be a three and d guard who can you know here here and there put the ball on the floor but now it's like he's yeah trying to do a lot off the dribble and i'm afraid that's just not his thing coming up let's get into the rest of these players we have to talk about bobon's contribution he talked to the media afterwards which is a good sign that he played well in this game hey missed the free throw 
We'll we talk about talked. we'll we t- we'll talk about at the end how Jason Kidd decided to tell Brunson to miss the free throw and if he should have done that. We'll talk about both those things coming up. But before we do, let me tell you about McDonald's. This episode of Lockdown Mavericks is brought to you by McDonald's, proudly serving community since 1965. Isaac, what was your as a kid? What was your go to like after after you reached like you you left the Happy Meal stage? What was your go to at McDonald's? Honestly, whatever is on the dollar menu. Like I mean, this was the place you go to a- after school. And it's like, hey, you know, how many you got a couple bucks on you because you're going to get some good like go there with some of your guys after practice and just get some, uh, you know, McDoubles and all this stuff. That was Was, a spot. Do you ever go there and just like, all right, I'll take five McDoubles. (laughs) Um, Not now. (laughs) Used to. (laughs) I did that that for sure in high school. I was like, all right, (laughs) let me just let me just get like a bunch of instead of just getting like a whole meal with the fries and all that. I was like, give me this. Oh, no, you just piece it all together. Yeah, give me multiple hamburgers. That's the thing. You can you can get the meal at McDonald's. You can get off the dollar menu. They have a bunch of different stuff you can get. Go to McDonald's. So head to your local McDonald's to refuel and reconnect. Did somebody say Lockdown Mavs watch party? McDonald's. I have to sing out of our candlelight. I'm loving it. All right, Isaac Harris, let's get into this game. So I did kind of bury the lead a little bit because there was an interesting thing at the end of this game where... Jason Kidd was just calling and calling for Brunson to mi- intentionally miss the free throw at the end. So Brunson gets fouled with two seconds to go, and the Mavericks are up by one after Lonnie Walker hit this wild three in the corner. And Brunson missed the first one on accident. Like, he didn't mean to. He, he, yeah. he was going to make – he wanted to make that one and missed it. And then Jason Kidd is like wildly screaming for Brunson to miss the shot. And Jason Kidd admitted to it afterwards. And Brunson admitted to it afterward, after the game as well, uh, that Jason Kidd wanted him to miss it. And if the thing is, if he misses that shot, the game's over, right? Two seconds go off the clock and then it's done. The Mavericks win the game. If he, if he hits that shot, then the Spurs get it out of bounds. They, I think, did they have a timeout left? I think no, they, they didn't. No they didn't have a timeout left, but they still get it out of bounds and they get to set something up and maybe they do some kind of weird like hook and ladder and get a shot open. Um, what did you think about the call? It's a, it's a risk for him to try to miss that shot. I didn't understand the backlash on it. I'm like, solid move, but cool. Missed the shot because it's like, if he, if he made the first one, then he's definitely like making the second one. Like you're, you're not calling for the miss because then it's a three point game. No matter what happens, like it's just a tie game. Even yeah. they hit a full court shot, but he misses the, he missed that first one. Like you said, so why, they don't have a timeout, so why not miss the second shot? Either way, like even if you do make it, then you're just up by two. Now you're giving them the chance to at least run a set. They're still going to shoot a three either way. Like they're not. They're, there's no way for them to shoot a two. Like how are they going to get the ball off a rebound and you know get it to the other end for a layup to win the game? After like either way, they're shooting a three to try to win or tie right. the game. So why not miss it? So I, I actually applied kid for that and i didn't understand all the backlash for it yeah yeah my i I tweeted about it in the game and i was like did he did jason kid ask him to do i was just curious if if kid actually called for it, which he did obviously the only downside to it is instead of the spur if jalen brunson makes that shot the spurs take it out under the basket out of bounds but since he missed it is an unintentional is like an unintentional miss and so all that it doesn't hit the rim uh and he, it doesn't hit the rim, right? Not miss the shot, but it doesn't even hit the rim on it. Yeah. Then they get to take it out from like the, you know, the Spurs bench, which is Ooh, like be, big be, difference between baseline and half court. But it's like 
I don't it gives know, you like, that extra four feet from a different. I was gonna angle. say it's like what ten feet. That's like the oh. only. That's the only downside to that. And then they put Bobon in as the, uh, the you know. You're still throwing it the length of the court, correct? And you're trying to get a shot like inside the you know three point line to win. Like it's still yeah. I, I thought it was the it was the right move by kid. Another thing we saw that Jason Kidd did at the end of the game that we we haven't been accustomed to seeing over the last five years or so we've been covering the Mavericks. Uh, the Mavericks are up. 107 to 104 with 12 seconds left. And Frank Nilakina intentionally fouls DeJounte Murray. We have not seen the Mavericks foul yeah. while up three late in games. And it's something that we're like, why don't they do this? Right? Like, like I thought he, he fouled a little too early, though. Uh, yeah, he could have waited, but yeah. yeah. Uh, there's 12 seconds left, so he could have waited till he at least got over half court or something like that. But yeah, Frank Nilakina comes in and intentionally fouls Murray. Murray goes one of two from the line. And then that's when Frank gets fouled. Frank hit two free throws at the end of the I was game, which, shot him out. which were yeah. huge. We talked earlier about how he was doing too much, but that was one time where he really came through. Because I think I could be wrong in this. I don't think he had been playing in the fourth, and then or at least during that stretch, and then he was put in there at the very end of the game. Yeah, and you know he, yeah, he obviously played two minutes in the fourth quarter. <laughs> yeah, so I mean, coming straight off the bench, and now he's having to you know catch the ball on that far side, and they foul him and. He knocks down two clutch free throws. I thought it was big, big time by Frank. Huge, huge move. And then the, the uh, then Lonnie Walker hits this wild like fadeaway three in the corner. I love Lonnie. I know you do. I, th- I was thinking about you when he hit that. And then the Jalen Brunson play at the end, and that's how the Mavericks ended up winning the game. But wild end to it. Brunson before that kind of set the table for the Mavericks to get that lead. And uh, yeah, who else stood out? We have to talk about Boban. Boban. Yeah, I mean, Boban's the other only other guy we need to talk about. Boban had some great stretches in this game. 17 points for Boban. Uh, 17 points, five boards, four turnovers, five fouls. That's the entire Boban experience, right? <laughs> like that's the that's the whole thing in a nutshell. But in this in the second half, I thought he played some pretty good defense. Yeah. He, I thought he moved his feet okay. You know, once again, Boban gets absolutely torched whenever you have a good pick and roll team. Yeah. And, you know, the Spurs team just doesn't have they have a lot of fun young guys. But Athletic. they're just not, in, yeah, they're just not in that stage to where, you know, majority of the teams out there are going to have some fast, you know, athletic, you know, really like good, you know, guards running the pick and roll. And they just don't have think, that. Think Lowry last night, the other night against it with for the Heat, right? Like Lowry yeah, really just yeah. picked him apart over and over again, which is why Boban didn't get into that. Which, game. yeah. And well, I mean, they did do that against, you know, Boban in a few minutes there. I remember them yeah. running a, a pick and roll and then, I mean, Bam just got an open dunk on it. So, that's where he really struggles. So when you face a team like San Antonio, who doesn't really have that, then and they're running a guy like Eubanks out there, you know, and you know, Pirtle obviously didn't play in this game. Boban can play, and he actually he played he played pretty well in this game. Plus, plus seventeen off the bench, solid game for Boban. Solid, solid. Got, game for in Boban. a way, he kind of like kept him in the kept him in it. That's for, that's why I said in the first bit. in the first segment that he that they had multiple guys carry them. Brunson, Hardaway, Luca, Boban yeah. carried them for those two stretches. And uh, and then KP, then uh, you say KP. Yeah, I was just kidding. That was a big kid. What I mean, we have no, we we didn't have anything to add yesterday when KP missed the game, and now nothing nothing else to add. No. Um. All right, let's go around the rest of the roster. Who else stood out to you? Sterling Brown, I thought had started the game terrible, had some good defensive plays in the (laughs) middle, and then ended terrible. Right, like it was just this weird game from him. He finished one of two. He finally hit an open three, which is just great to see. But uh, yeah, he had just had some weird. He had some weird moments, but he had some good passes. He had some weird turnovers, weird foul. Like it was so, like a really weird, like fifty fifty game from Sterling Brown. Yeah, weird game from him. He at least hit a three in this game. He's one of two, so kind of cool. 
Um, he was one or two and three assists too. So it's like he yeah. gives he does give you something, but sometimes it's just it's so frustrating. <laughs> Willie, I need you guys to watch for something if you're not watching for this already with Willie. Watch Willie's screens. If you want to call it a screen. This dude does I slips I've, every one of them. Yeah. I don't think he ever set like sets his feet on an actual screen. He's just like, hey, I'm going to run up and just act like I'm gone. Now I'm done. I'm out. And just like rolls to the basket and gets out of there. And I, well, the Willie, here's, here's the thing with Dwight. We've, we're so tired about the Dwight conversation at this point. Yeah, and I hate it he because was bad he, again, he's such that, a, yeah. such a nice guy. We love him as, as a dude and all this stuff. But it's like the, if Dwight's not in there, who's going to be in there? <laughs> I know. Willie. Well, we it's or, the same conversation we had yesterday about Moses. Like, like, like Boban worked in this game to where you're like, all right, cool. Like, yeah, Bo, Boban should be playing over Dwight in a lot of these scenarios, but Boban doesn't can't do this against the majority of teams in a league. So the next team they play, Boston, whoever it is, if Dwight's struggling and you're like, oh yeah, well Boban can't play in this game because it's too fast. They'll run pick and roll and he'll just be off the floor. Are you putting Willie in there? You're like, you only have so many options. So w- with KP and Maxi out, that's the that's exactly the, yeah. That's exasperating this whole problem with with Dwight and Willie and all that. Is that they're missing two of the like everyone's saying, oh the Mavs have six centers, none of them are good. Okay, well they're missing their best two, right? <laughs> so. Yeah, because there's a world right that where if KP and Maxi are fully healthy right now, that the adjustment is. Well, Dwight's just not playing much, and then they're just doing, you know, KP and Maxi at the center mo- most of the time with a few minutes here and there of Dwight or Willie, but like sparingly, like just yeah. you know, little pockets of minutes and not you know thirty. Both Dwight and Willie set like screens that you're you're just so frustrated about because you're like just go up and set a solid screen. And- oh no, 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 no! I want to take Dwight is an amazing screen setter, like. He he sets he sets really good screens and he can roll to the basket. Willie just never stands there long enough. What Willie does is Willie Willie's not a big guy, right? Like he's tall, but he's he's really he's really skinny, and so he tries to go speed over power, and that's what yeah. you, that's what you do to to slip a screen. You'll notice the KP slips most of his screens too, and slip is when you go up to set the screen, like you you put your hands over your junk and then you stand in front of a guy, but then before you make contact with the def- with the defender. You just roll right to the rim, like you just roll quickly, and you're hoping that the the screener's defender goes up and doubles or traps the you know the ball handler, and so then all of a sudden the center is running down the floor, and you slip that screen so fast that it's such a quick action that Luca can then or whoever's it's like a running back the ball. doing yeah can, can throw it to him pass. real quick, but you sometimes sometimes like you have to set the screen. Sometimes you have yeah. to give that ball handler that space and you have to give him a, an opportunity to maybe get a switch on that so that he's he's now playing against a, a center and it just you don't get it with willie uh and yeah dwight is a fine screen center but he hasn't been that great this year i don't think um i don't really have anything else i mean obviously moses didn't play in this game josh played like five minutes josh green had an insane he has like one insane pass every couple of games and the he breakaway? had one the, yeah the, it was on his fast break where tim hardo he Tim Hardaway was on the right wing and Tim Hardaway like bounced past it to him under the basket. It was way too far out. Like green shouldn't have been able to get to it. And then green gets to it, saves it from going out of bounds, chucks it back to Tim over on the right wing. And he hits the three from like over there. And I kind of think Tim threw the pass badly on purpose so he could get the ball back. <laughs> I no, I, I was like, that was that's a weird my, play. That's my little conspiracy theory of the day that Tim did that on purpose. 
It was a weird play. Uh, yeah, Moses didn't play. Uh, Eugene didn't play. Trey Burke, I guess he hit the COVID testing window this time. He figured that Ooh. out. So uh, I guess he was available. Uh, him and Aaron Rodgers that had a support group right now. I, I didn't see the game notes on that. And, um, yeah, that's that. So now they uh, they head back from San Antonio, and uh, they'll get a – Probably a day off tomorrow, I'm assuming on Thursday or today on Thursday. Probably practice again on Friday before you know Boston comes to town. Yeah, and right now, uh, we're still unsure about Porzingis. We're unsure about the, the health of, of Maxi if he's going to be coming back. Now Bullock, I mean, it, now Bullock is out. The Mavericks are out three rotation players right now. It is looking bleak again, just like it did in a certain point of the season last year. The thing with Maxi though is at least Kid put a timetable on. One, we're not used to Rick, you know, ever doing that in the past. Yeah, we've praised Kid, you know, in the training camp, preseason, everything. He's very, very open about like, oh, just here you go. I'm gonna tell you things. You know, he said, I forgot what day. I should have looked this up. Um, when Maxi was first injured, that next day after, two days after, saying that Maxi was gonna be out seven to ten days. So I mean, we can do our math on that. At least we have like some sort of timetable. If KP doesn't play on Saturday, I don't know. I really don't know what to say about it at that point because then that's two days off. They're listing him as questionable every single day, not even a doubt for, not even out. There's no timetable on anything. So if he's listed as questionable for like two more days and even going into that game on Saturday and he doesn't play, I just, I, I don't know. I mean, I guess, I mean, a kid will get asked about it again at practice on Friday and we'll hear something, but I don't know, man. We'll see. There you go, guys. We'll be back tomorrow with more. Thanks so much for listening to Locked On Mavs. Thanks for making Locked On Mavs your first listen every single day. Go listen to Locked On Fantasy Basketball, the number one fantasy basketball show on the planet with the great Josh Lloyd. Guys, thanks so much for listening to Locked On Mavs. So, boom. Oh.